What's up, Mets fans? Back here on Long Island, orange and blue thing. I am Darren Mean, and that is Pete McCarthy. What's up, Pete? What's going on? How we doing? Uh, we're doing a lot better than Dave Island right now, I uh, guess, huh? I guess so. He might be doing really well right now, you know, depending on what he's doing afterwards. But, uh, but yeah, Mets making some changes. Just part of the daily soap opera that is Mets baseball. It is quite the soap opera. We aren't even we aren't even halfway through the season, and if I didn't already have twenty gray hairs on my head, uh, I might be getting some more before the end of the year. Yeah, it, you know what? We talked about this. It is it is a job, and it is part of the territory. It is part of the business of baseball, where someone ends up taking the blame, and whether it's Dave Island's fault or not, he is the first one to get the axe here. What do you think? He gone. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, listen, there's definitely a scapegoat aspect to this. The team has disappointed, and it's a lot easier to make changes on the coaching staff than it is to you know, start reading people in the front office, especially when you just made moves this past offseason or you know trade four different players or acknowledge that the signings and moves made this offseason have looked disastrous to this point. So this is what happens. Hey, we got to fix something. We got to change something up. The starting pitching has been less than what the expectations were. The bullpen has been an absolute disaster. Now, Dave Island did a terrific job last year with Jacob deGrom, took him to another level. You can give him credit for maybe Steven Matz's development this year, what Jason Vargas has done, turning things around. But overall, you look at the staff, and I think it has underachieved this year. So I do think there is some thought as to why he becomes the guy that's the first change here. Let's try to fix this pitching however we can, and and you go from there. Does firing the pitching coach and bringing in Phil Regan at 82 years old to be the guy I mean all of a sudden Noah Syndergaard's going to turn back the clock and look like he did three years ago? Does it mean that means Jarrett's Familia is all of a sudden going to be dependable in the eighth inning? I'd lean towards no. Yeah. But it might be your best chance to try to do a couple of those things. Well, it comes out after the fact that um, I think it was Martino that wrote on Twitter. Maybe it was it was Decomo, but uh, the Mets didn't necessarily like uh, Dave Island's old school approach. Yeah, and then Martino. I, I replied, "All right, so bringing in the 82 year old is going to change the old school approach." And I'm not saying that you know um, um, uh, Phil Regan is not going to do a stand up job, and you know, not saying that he's not well respected by the Mets' current arms. But if you want a new school approach, it's not really going with the 82 year old. But we'll see what happens. But it depends. It might be someone who's up on yeah, yeah, the stats and you know the, the things, the analytics and different right, right, things right. that are looked at in today's game. So you know, the age isn't a disqualifying factor of course that not. he's not capable of doing those things, but. Yeah, I, I mean, just don't like a guy who pitched in the 60s. Right, 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 right. <laughs> I mean, you had to be pretty damn progressive and sticking with it in order to, you know, really be caught up as to what some of the smartest teams in baseball now are currently looking at. And we'll get to it in a little bit, but I don't like excuses. I think just come out and say the reasons why X, Y, and Z happens and don't say it's because you didn't like his approach of his old school approach. And, you know, last night, we'll, we'll just jump ahead a little bit here, but last night, DeSarcina comes out after the game and says, I would 100% do this. If I had to replay that in, in my mind, I would have sent J.D. Davis again 100% of the time. How could you say that after the fact when you know he was out by 30 feet? Yeah, I, I don't get it. Just come out right? and say, I fucked up. Yeah. And, and say, you know what? I, you know what? I made a mistake. Not saying, yeah, 
He was out by 30 feet, but I would do that again. Doesn't no, make any sense. Now, Mickey Calloway, a few weeks ago, he says Took the same kind of thing, right? right? He right. says, hey, I, I did it wrong. I shouldn't have taken Noah Syndergaard out of the game. And, and to be fair, I criticized him for that because it's, well, what was your thinking in that moment? That's what you're supposed to get right to say two hours later that you got it wrong, not just on results, but that your process or however you go about these things is off. That's scary to me. Now, you know, they're a base coach. You're obviously making that decision in the right. blink of an eye. But, the, you know, the thought process from DeSarcino was, hey, it's a utility guy in right field, Charlie Culberson. He doesn't play out there a whole lot. Maybe we get a bad throw. What's amazing about it is the throw wasn't good. <laughs> it yeah. was all the way up the line. It bounced twice. Uh, the catcher, Flowers, had to make a nice play just to make the you know short hop there on the second hop. And he's way up the line where if you had a chance of beating it out, you would have been fine. And Davis is still out by like 10 feet there and is trying to jump over the catcher. So, yeah, I get the process. All right, this guy's have a good arm. But... You got the bad throw that the scouting report called for, and your guys was still dead meat at home plate. So, no, 100%, you're not making that decision again. You should not be coaching if you're saying that I would do it again. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's I, a, I'm with you. I, and I understood Mickey Callaway's not going to throw his coach under the bus, but when you're the coach and then you're asked about it, you know, hey, you're trying to make something happen. Yes, it's a little over-aggressive, whatever. But <laughs> to, like, not pretend not to have learned anything you get so from much it. more it's respect if more you're just scary. honest well, just be honest after the yeah. game give us a call 631-388-5195 is the number to call give us a shout chat about whatever you want to talk about me and pete going up for about about an hour because pete's got a train to catch he's looking all spiffy again tonight you you will see him on S Y tonight uh sports night doing triple duty again uh, you got the podcast with uh, Tim Britton, and you got us, and you got SNY, you got your hands full. But you have a Stay vacation busy. coming up, huh? Yeah, baby, going down to Florida. Going to be first time out flying down with your there. daughter. Yeah, flying with the baby tomorrow, and she's going to uh, hang out with some of the in-laws and meet her great grandparents down there. So that should be uh, that should be a lot of fun. It'll be the weather like here, you know. Yeah, it's ninety <laughs> degrees, and there's a thunderstorm every afternoon, and. Maybe there'll be a little more sun down there. Hopefully. It's been raining since uh, February, it feels it's like. like a, it's so. like Rochester in March around, or you know, in February around here. It's not as cold, but you just don't see the sun anymore. I, I don't understand what's going on. I've had I've had about 12 softball games rained out this year. It's just impossible to do anything. I can't imagine what Little League is like this year. If you get a kid on a Little League team or playing on a Little League team, like how do you ever play? It's, it's ridiculous. That's maybe that's why the parents always fight each other. You saw that video that came out? <laughs> Yeah, I did. See Unbelievable. That. I don't know. I don't know what gets over. People. Parents take their their child's sport way too seriously. Uh, if you haven't seen it, Google it. If you if you care about that sort that sort of thing, are you nervous about flying with the baby for the first time? Well, I just don't know everything to expect. But luckily, my wife Rhonda <laughs> is on top of all of these things, as far as I know. So I I think we'll be okay. I feel bad. You know, we're going to have the baby yeah, yeah. in the seat with us, so I feel bad for the third, the third person is there. But Sometimes you get lucky. Give the apology beforehand. I think the baby's less than three months, so I think that she'll be so young that she won't She'll be sleep that. sleep the whole time, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Give her a big bottle beforehand, and then hopefully she just passes out a couple minutes in. So that's the plan. That's the hope. Those of you that know better, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure uh, I'm sure hoping the best for me. Um, yeah, it, it is definitely uh, it's an experience. Well, you you would know. Yes. Yeah, we, we we bring her everywhere. But now you, she's older. We got to pay for three three freaking seats now. So uh, <laughs> the price goes up quite a bit when you travel with three. All right, let's hit the phones. Uh, who do we got? What do you want to talk about? 
Hello. What's up, Darren? Pete? Uh, uh, we got we got a rally family member on the on the line. What's up, rally kid? Nothing much. Nothing much. All right. Let's get going with the question. So, right. Darren, I noticed that in your Twitter bio it says future Mets minority owner. Yep. And my dad and my dad uh, was talking about it and everything. How much of the Mets do you actually want to own? Do you? Because I, I would say all of it. Right now. Hey, listen, Rally Kid, you have an extra billion dollars I could borrow? Because, uh, you? you know, I, I know that there there are there are always minority stakes available. Not always, but I know you can get like a, a percent of the team. And that's how you get the business card that says you're, you're an owner. But uh, I think that's wishful thinking. If you want me to own the team, Mr. Rally Kid, I say uh, save up your allowance and go buy as many T-shirts as you possibly can because right now I can't afford even uh, a sixteenth of a percent. So I don't know. We'll see. I will help it. I will help you any way possible, Darren. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> All right, Pete. I got a question for you. I want uh, well, not really a question, but I wanted to give you uh, here's some insight about uh, Walker Lockett. A lot of Mets fans don't really know him. Pitched in San Diego for a little bit last year. Tell Mets fans what he's got in the. In the bag here. Yeah, well, he pitched a lot of contact in the minors this year. I know his ERA was pretty solid. I haven't seen him in the minor league level this year and maybe once or twice uh, over the years in the big leagues. But uh, you better hope the wind is blowing in tonight because it's going to be a lot of balls put into play. That's what he does. He's not a big strikeout pitcher. He's got to depend on his defense then. And we know that's a scary proposition with the Mets. Oh, yeah. And Wrigley's the kind of park that if it's blowing out at 10 miles per hour and you're a contact pitcher, it could be a long night. So um, I'll, I'll check what the weather is uh, on that, and and uh, we'll, we'll have an idea of what kind of chance the Mets might have here. I saw a stat last night. I think it was Jacob Resnick put this up, and he said something that uh, – I hope I'm not getting this wrong here, but he's only thrown to two swinging strikes in the minor leagues. <laughs> so it, oh, wow. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's going to be it's going to be a long night. All right. So what do you got for Lizzie before we let you go? All right. So for Lizzie, I know she's kind of into the cycling thing and she did like a little fundraiser. I remember uh, I wanted to ask her what place she would like the bike ride to any nice place around the world. A bike ride? You even ride bikes? I, well, I used to. I have I have a road bike at home that collects dust now because <laughs> about three, four, maybe like five years ago, I got sideswiped by a car. Look and, at that. And so that scared the shit out of me. So I haven't really ridden my bike since, but I do stationary riding and I teach Zumba on the side. All right, Rally Kid. We'll see you soon. All right, man? And the wind's blowing slightly right. in tonight, so some <laughs> decent news for uh, Mr. Laquette. Cross your fingers. His new pitching coach. All right, buddy. Be good. Yeah, yeah. All right. See you. Bye, Rally Kid. All right. Take it easy. So I got the alert on my phone yesterday. It said, uh, you'll be checking in to so-and-so hotel in Chicago. And I was like, oh, man, that would have been fun. But uh, that is not happening. But uh, the Mets are in Chicago for four. And I was right. Look at this stat. Uh, the more I look at Walker Lockett's minor league stats from this year, and more, I'm convinced tomorrow is going to be an absolute mess. That's tonight. He had one start in which he threw 84 pitches and induced two swinging strikes. So it was in the one game. But, yeah, he's not uh, looking too high on tonight, but we'll see what's happening there in Chicago. I know a lot of Mets fans are out there. Hopefully it's a fun time for them. And uh, I'm going to be in the dance recital on Saturday, though, Mr. Pete. Oh, yeah? Yeah, so now that I'm not going to Chicago, um, which people are tired of hearing me whine about, I'm in the dance recital, and I had the dress 
rehearsal last night. And as you know, I threw my back out a couple weeks ago and it's not getting any better. I got out of my car a couple days ago and was like, I took a bad step and she probably noticed in my face that it's like I got stabbed in my spine. But yeah, um, you like jerk. Then I was like, what the, what just happened? That's that's not voluntary. (laughs) My back is, is a pretzel. So, uh, the dance recital should be pretty interesting. So uh, I doubt anyone watching this is going to be there, but it should be uh, something. I mean, you two dances. Wear a costume. The the dads have to wear white shirts and black pants. So I'm going to look like I work at the Olive Garden or something. <laughs> and uh, the the girls are well. I'm in two. There's one with with the with the daughters, and the dads come in at the end. It's kind of kind of weird. And then uh, the dads do one. I don't want to say what the song is. I think it's supposed to be a secret for the moms. But uh, the dads come out at the end. It's almost like. It's supposed to be kind of like a joke. The song comes on, the dads walk out, and we kind of do our own little routine here. So it should be interesting. I'm sure uh, my wife will leak some videos out on the internet. So. Well, you're already leaking it out. Well, that was so just the practice. You're excited practice. to put it out there no, and yeah, show yeah. your moves. I, you know what? He came in F. here and showed me the oh, entire yeah. video. And yeah. he's like, check this out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm proud Acting of like, you. He's excited. All right. All right. I, I was hamming it up. Yeah. All right. There you so, go. Huh. I'm proud of you. It. Can't you can't sure wait to are. put it out there and so that we can all see your yep, dad move. I'm sure. We'll see. All right, give us a call. Six. Oh, you know what? I even talk about this Brendan Nimmo, who uh, you know we're, we're hoping the best for his neck. Six three one three eight eight five one nine five. Give us a shout, Mets or whatever. You want to ask us some random questions or talk about the Mets or vent or whatever. But thank you to the Mets. This was last Saturday's giveaway at the ballpark. I believe it was Saturday. The Brandon Nimmo. Uh, gnome, garden gnome. So these are pretty popular. I know that the garden gnomes have kind of taken the uh, the spark away from the bobbleheads a little bit, but I know people collect these. We got Danny behind the scenes here shaking his head. I guess this is a highly sought after item. And it doesn't talk though. I saw in the commercials that it right? talks. Where's Very gum- oh, that creeps me out. <laughs> very gummy too. Uh, I know he does have like kind of a you know a very distinct smile, but very gummy here on the uh, on the the uh, the gnome. So if you want this for free, share the show right now. If you're watching on Facebook, just click that little share button. If you're watching on Twitter slash Periscope, click retweet, and you'll automatically be put in the running to win. We'll mail this out to you tomorrow, and um, good luck. So. I don't really know what's up with Nimmo besides that they shut him down for another month. And it's a scary situation. You know, I, I talked about this on uh, Instagram Live before when I was waiting, you, waiting for you at the train. You know, an arm is one thing, a leg, whatever. You know, you don't want to poo-poo any injury. But neck is a serious thing. So, um, you know, I'm to a very different degree talking about, oh, my back hurts. You know, spines are very important. Your neck's very important. Yeah, but you so, realize how limiting it can yeah, be, right? Yeah, yeah. You got a little back pain. You can't even get out of the car. I'm 38 years old. I feel like I'm 95. Um, I imagine you got to play every single no, day. No, I can't like imagine baseball, it. It's not you know suck it up one day a week and try to make it work. It's it, you have to be able to go day after day after day, traveling. You're on a plane for a few hours. All those different things. And that's why you get a bad back. You're in trouble in baseball. And that's why this whole cortisone shot thing kind of scares me too. Because these guys, you know, they are professional athletes. They're paid to be uh, to be playing the game, and no matter what sport you're in. But to to mask it with a cortisone own shot or just kind of get through the pain so you can go out there and do your job yeah, it doesn't it's scary heal. no yeah. it's scary um depends y- on what it is you know if it's for your neck then yes i, I understand your point if it's for uh, a, suck it up play a muscle it. injury yeah, 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 or yeah. whatever you, you do what you got to do but yeah it's not a cortisone injection is not a magical healing no it's similar it just uh, simply numbs the pain so that you can't feel it and you can try to battle on but more often than not, a few do more months damage. later you're yeah. going to be dealing with something else and uh some other you know or, or, you know, the next phase uh, of an injury. So, you know, listen, in the case of Brandon Nimmo, I, I think what bothers everybody is just that 
it wasn't a big deal at first. It's a guy who ran into the wall in Atlanta and then played for weeks. Yeah. And he's hitting terribly, and we're all wondering what happened to Brandon Nimmo and some that didn't buy into what he did last year. They're all going off, oh, see, this is a fourth outfielder. He's not a real solution for the Mets. And it's not the case. It's a guy who's playing hurt and something that the Mets apparently misdiagnosed or didn't understand the serious nature of it at the time. They shut him down. He comes back up through the minors, hurts himself uh, again, or at least you know, the pain hasn't gone away. And it's the kind of thing that, you know, as you mentioned, with something like the neck, you don't want to take any chances with. And it's, um, you know, it's got to be scary for him right now as he tries to maneuver his way back. This is an important player for the Mets. I know, you know we argued for years after he was a first-round pick, would he ever pan out and, and be a true major leaguer? We saw last year, this guy is a true major leaguer. He and, was in the discussions for All-Star Game last year. Yeah, you know, He making... can play all three outfield positions. He can hit leadoff for you. He gets on base. He might not love that he strikes out looking quite a bit or every aspect of his game, but he's a good player. Yeah. It's 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 a shame. I mean, you know, I'm I'm a big Nemo guy, and I was really pulling for him. So, you know, now that uh, when I see you wearing the suit, I kind of forget that I'm supposed to not supposed to, but I'm allowed to drink. You're not. Yeah, I know. I was gonna say I feel bad. So I'm looking at this You're ice into cold all beer. This Met stuff with me, and we're forgetting. I'm sitting here drinking my water casually. You guys look a little uh, parched. Yeah, I don't know if Lizzie's drinking tonight, but I certainly am. So uh, you know what? I forgot to get a beer. <laughs> go get one. Hurry up. <laughs> go get one. Beer. Get this girl Everybody a beer. Snap! Snap! It's it's uh, bad luck to drink alone, and you're like 12, so you're not Every, allowed. Anything but the Wit Wit or the the navy blue one, because that's all right. Well, like I'm gonna that. crack mine open. So I am on the orange mango mango jam, which I had this at our live McKellar show, and I didn't realize what this was brewed for or what this was brewed in conjunction with. So this Sunday is uh, Dead and Company with John Mayer at City Field. So uh, I'm not. A particularly a big fan of, of oh, I'm gonna have one too. John, oh, cheers. cheers. Uh, of them, but they will be playing at City Field, and McKellar oh. brewed this special for I guess for that um, for the event. So I didn't even realize this either. These mugs I got yeah, that I day, I, I, like I was totally cups. oblivious of what this was. So uh, head on over to McKellar this weekend Ooh, if you're going to be there for the event for the concert. I'm gonna have a sip quick. So the orange mango jamming, well, which is very refreshing, refreshing yeah. um, is going to be uh, available at McKellar this weekend. So starting at 7 o'clock this Saturday until close on Sunday, mm -hmm. the Dead & Company concert will be around for that evening. And um, they're going to be streaming all old uh, Grateful Dead shows. And um, it's going to be a celebration of all sour beers with a limited edition glassware release. So if you're interested in tasting this special tasty beer or picking up one of these glasses, definitely hop on over to McKellar this weekend. And I definitely want to let you guys know that McKellar is open all the time. So they do a special Sunday and uh, Saturday uh, away game tailgate party. So if you're in the area, you want a place to hang out, watch the games. The Mets are um, in Chicago for the next three days, uh, day games. So they're going to be open tomorrow, Saturday and Sunday with uh, specials for the day game tailgate party. They call it the tailgate, but it's it's at the, the brewery. $4 lagers, $7 steins, $10 pitchers, and a special barbecue menu. So definitely hop on over to McKellar. If you know where City Field is, you definitely know where McKellar is. Pop on over to Seaver Way, which they did not name it yet, but next weekend they are going to be unveiling Seaver Way, 126th Street. I haven't it's really... coming up, and I had a blast there uh, last Saturday. Tell me about it. How was it? Hernandez lunch. It was a lot yeah, of fun. Yeah, that was fun. I interviewed him for about 40 minutes. There's some fan Q&A after that. 
and who doesn't like you know, Keith Hernandez stories? So uh, that was cool. And then he hung out, signed autographs Is for the next the hour and a half. Is that the first time you've interviewed him? I uh, had interviewed him before. You have? But, um, but yeah. I wanted to ask you that fun. thing, and then it's, I completely it's forgot. It's a little different you know, than doing it on the radio, where yeah. you're in front of people. It's a little more casual. Yeah. People are a little more laid back. So He was, was hilarious. Uh, was he fun, walked yeah. in. And he went straight for the buffet <laughs> and he like grabbed some wings and like was just walking around with everybody. It was really, really cool. Yeah, it's funny. I was talking with uh, Dennis and, and John they did a great job opening up and they were like, oh, you wore the suit today, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, it's Keith. He's yeah, going to yeah, be yeah, yeah. dressed up for this. And I'm like, nah, he'll be dressed casual. He's got to do SNY tonight. He'll probably be some relaxed. And of course, Keith shows up. He's got like bright red pants <laughs> and this whole get up. I'm like, I'm still underdressed compared to this guy. So, uh, no, it was uh, it was great. It was a, a lot of fun to be able to you know do that. And took a little family photo. I had my daughter Maeve wearing a Haji onesie. No way. With Keith? So, yes. Yeah, so oh, Keith, awesome. She's Keith so cute, by that. the way. Oh, and she you. looks like a mini Pete. She is so cute. Speaking and I of, met his, uh, his wonderful wife, too. She's so cute, too. Speaking of uh, like, minis, we have to give a special shout out to the Gelbs family, right? So yeah. uh, Steve yeah. Gelbs welcomed a new addition to the family. Um, I think John, James, Jack. I don't know. Um, totally butchering <laughs> that. I just did every every uh, J J Jason Michael, I think. <laughs> I'm going to pull it up right now. Uh, here we go. What did I say? Did I say Jack? Jason. How'd you remember that, Jason Michael? Because I read it a little while ago. You got a great memory. No, I don't. My memory is awful. Children. Julie and I are over the moon Because I like joy. babies. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know who gets the commission or who gets the uh, the uh, the sales from these towels. The the blankets. <laughs> the blankets? This it's always blanket, the same blanket. The same blanket yeah. in every hospital in America. Yeah, I guess or so. Or maybe in just New York. I don't At know. At least in New York. They're probably made the in China. Towel. Well, maybe they are. But someone sells <laughs> them. That's everything else. That's unbelievable. I, I want to sell those. I want to sell something that's in every hospital in the world. That's that's insane. See, that's the way your brain works. So yep. he's like, who's profiting on these babies? <laughs> I need in. Like the hit towels. What are they wearing? The, <laughs> the hit towels. Those were popular. 631-388-5195. Give us a shout. If you want the Brandon Nimmo Garden Gnome, share the show right now on Facebook or Twitter. If you're listening afterwards, got nothing for you. Just um, It just sounded like... Uh, the guy from Survivor. I got nothing for you. Uh, speaking of Survivor, this would be a great time to be able to unplug from the team and just go on a desert island, deserted island for a month, right? That's what I'm doing in Florida. Yeah, you know. No, You're really going to be paying attention. Be, you still yeah, got the I'll podcast to do with I'll Tim. Be, I'll be doing things. But, uh, yeah, it's kind of reached that point where I think I, I know personally I wouldn't be fire and brimstone angry after this, right? Like today's kind of that last day. In my opinion, the series after Atlanta, it's got to open your eyes. So is the season it's, over for you, you think? This team's just not very good. Uh, they have major flaws in the bullpen. They don't play any defense. They don't have much athleticism on this team. And we know there's a handful of uh, exceptions. But for the most part, there's nobody who's good in both the top of the inning and the bottom of the inning, except for Conforto and McNeil and maybe Todd Frazier over the last few weeks, right? It's either a guy who's all offense and you can't trust in the field or someone who's very good defensively but doesn't hit a lick. That's like 90% of the position players on this roster. And when you have to make those choices, you end up with J.D. Davis not being able to flag down a routine fly ball and Steven Matz reacting on the mound, and then everything goes to hell in a handbasket last night. So I think 
this past series against Atlanta had to open your eyes about the flaws on this team. And now you get a little blood, I guess, if that's what you're looking for with Dave Island. But from this point on, I think I think you gotta gotta reach the acceptance part of it and just kind of enjoy the ride and the madness that is the Mets. Because they're they're always worth following. There's gonna be entertainment value the rest of the way, but to be wired and emotionally involved game to game, I think we might have passed that part of the year. Well, we have eleven outings plus the minor league. Uh, we have 14 outings on our schedule this year. We've only been to two. So we mm-hmm. still have a lot of cheering to do this year. Well, so, listen, the outings are the perfect Well, that's what to I talked to you about on the way here. It's the game. Yeah, yeah. Because you're hanging out, you have a big tailgate beforehand, and then you go in, and no matter what, the game's, you know, the day is a win. The Maybe social the aspect is. of the outings is second to none. So yeah. it's like, you know, we really. We really want the team to win. We really want to go there and enjoy our time together in the parking lot and the tailgate party and cheer together in the game and hopefully see a win. That's that's the main goal at the end of the day it is to hopefully see a win. But now it's turning to the point where if this is what they are, the season's over. It's, it's not, really, not oh, over. It's not really, I'm all using I'm that saying, as a... All I'm saying is I would not emotionally invest myself where I'm like furious at 1030 a whole lot. I hear you. I hear there are going to be a couple of games that do that to you, but you should probably make that the exception now. Otherwise, as we all know, you know the, the blood pressure and it's not going to be good for you if right, you're right, still right, right. absolutely going nuts every single game. So SNY put up these projections after uh, Pete hit another bomb the other night. So yeah, it did uh, SNY? Oh, wrong, Pete. Okay. No, yeah, <laughs> Pete Alonso's full season projections. 53 home runs, 126 RBIs, 102 runs, 36. Dude, it's amazing what he could do this. Doubles. Man. Yeah. Um, do you think Isn't this it? is you think this is going to keep this up? Yeah, this is I not do. a fluke. I don't see why not. He certainly has the power, as we know. You know, he could get hit in the pitch of the hand, or somebody something could go wrong. Well, I don't need to get a whole list of what could go wrong. We all have seen it and know it. But uh, yeah, I, I've been shocked that there hasn't been a couple of weeks where, like, there's a certain pitch that he's just not getting to, and teams start to figure it out and really drilling them, and then you start getting your head. Really hasn't gone through that yet. Uh, you know, for instance, when I was interviewing Keith uh, this past Saturday, Keith Hernandez was talking about how he's curious how McNeil and Alonzo will react to their first slump. And he thinks that's going to be a big test. And in my mind, the fact that they haven't slumped yet. I think it's indicative that they don't have a whole lot of weaknesses or easy weaknesses. Now, inevitably, there will be some kind of wall that is hit. And then, yes, it'll be interesting to see how mentally they're able to respond to it. But I feel great about what Alonzo has done and defensively as well. He's been so much better than anybody could have expected right, based right. on the reports that we had of him coming out and, and not just the reports. I mean, you know, he's not a guy who played a whole lot of defense in Florida, was very raw coming out of college in the draft. So he's put in the work and turned himself into more than a serviceable first baseman, even impressing somebody like Keith, one of the great defensive first basemen of all time. So he'll yeah. let you know about that too. Yeah, yeah. He will <laughs> what well, you know, deservedly so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gloves, you can tell people about it. And um, so again, I, I think Alonzo, and that's amazing. He's a Mets rookie. When I would host a show uh, on WOR, I get this call all the time, and it would be the Mets don't develop position players. None of these guys come up again hit. They haven't developed a position player since Wright and Reyes. 
and there's nothing to really say about it and nobody to point to. Now, in recent years, Conforto has been good. Not mm-hmm. great, mm-hmm. but good. But what Alonzo has done, I think, kind of changes that. And McNeil, to a slightly lesser extent. But Alonzo, I mean, this is a guy who's on the Mets on pace to hit over 50 home runs as a rookie. Yeah. We've never had a guy quite like that. And I get the ball is traveling a, a little further, and it's never been easier to hit home runs in the game than it is now. So maybe it's not an apples-to-apples apples comparison with a Daryl Strawberry or right. uh, something like that. But this guy could very easily set the franchise record for home runs in a season, do it as a rookie, and that's it's pretty amazing. Conforto's having a good year, but I feel like it's going a little bit under the radar just because of how well Pete is doing. And, yeah. and you know, if you, if you string along... Uh, Jeff McNeil's service time from last year to now. He's almost got a year under his belt, and he hasn't really hit any kind of hiccups yet or any slumps yet. So McNeil, Jeff McHitz is the real deal, and hopefully, clearly, these guys keep doing what they're Are doing. Are going with that over Squirrel, Jeff McHitz? I like Jeff McHitz. I'm not a big Squirrel guy. I think I don't think every guy on the team needs to have a, an animal uh, reference with them but uh, or a nickname. If you like squirrel, that's cool. I'm not really a. Well, Alonzo's got the the animal reference. That seems to be working with him. Polar There's bear. so many of these different shirts out right now, but we we burned through a lot of these. Danny's been packing them for three days now. But I met up with him on Friday, uh, in between the suspended game, which was a fucking disaster. Uh, so <laughs> Thursday you know. night, huh? Let's not go there. <laughs> Thursday night, they should have won the game. Yeah. I've never in my life, of all my years watching baseball, have seen the tarp come out and they get talked into putting it back. So we don't have to And then really... it happened the other night in Atlanta. Yeah, it happened twi- yeah and uh, who was that? Uh, Keith, maybe, or Gary. So this is not a replay. Yeah. This is actually happening again so where the tarp comes out. They can't make a decision. Uh, but yeah, Thursday night should have been a W. Unfortunately, they lost two then on Friday. But um, you blame Alonzo for that, for talking everybody out? I don't, but I think that it's funny. It's I'm not sure he was as influential as it might have looked on television either. Right, right. I think they were. They kind of made that decision, but I think it was great that he came out. I was like, "What are we doing here?" And he he had his glove in his in his belly. He looked like he was Babe Ruth out like there, like a softball dad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, give us a shout. Six three one three eight eight five one nine five. I know Lizzie was on the phone with someone for a little bit, uh, but give us a call. The line is now open. Give us a shout, chat about whatever you want. And, you know, we're getting a lot of questions about these Pete shirts because they sold out super fast. And, um, you know, that's not – we don't try to do this on purpose where people uh, are left left out in the dark when they want to certainly buy something. It's not really great business to tell people no. But the uh, first batch of a lot – hundreds upon hundreds of shirts sold out very fast. And what we're doing is letting – us catch up in the warehouse before we stock up on more. So if you missed out and you wanted one, sit tight. We will be restocking at some point throughout maybe next week. Next week stacked for us. We got a lot going on next week. So maybe not next week, possibly the week after. But if you are going to City Field next weekend for the 1969 reunion weekend, we are dropping off our stock for the kiosk. So if you're going to be there next Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, I'm not sure yet if we're going to kind of drop it the same way as we did uh, during the Subway Series where they're kind of waiting in the wings, and if he hits one at the game, then we're going to unroll it at the game. I think that's that was the initial thought. What do you think about that, Lizzie? You think that would be, cool, like, that would be pretty cool? Or? Well, n- now that we have practice, I think we'll be okay. You weren't listening. We're not going to be at the game. So oh, the so no, like if, let's say it's a game. He hits a home yeah. run on Friday. Yeah, and City Field's holding him back to bring him out to the kiosk. We don't work at the kiosk. Then that's pretty cool. Like that's like yeah. an in stadium yeah. live drop. What if he doesn't home? Yeah, then they just hold him. Then the they back. hold him. They hold him until he hits one at home. But he's going to hit one on Friday. Like you, you know have that much faith in the. Yes, yeah, so I, I, I would, wow. honestly, I yeah, of course. I'm, 
I have faith in him. I'm not sure if they can handle that at. I think they'll field. be all right. So that's the plan. I, all right, there you go. So if you're going to the, go to the game next Friday and Pete hits a home run, then they'll be available at the kiosk. Yeah, he's embraced the polar bear thing. You How see, can you not? His Twitter header is like some polar bear cartoon. Yeah, that's from Joe. That's from the uh, Graphics Joker. So uh, Graphics Joker made uh, Pete's – is it an avatar, AVI? What do you – Oh, the avatar is the circular the photo, and then uh, he actually has it as his header. Really? That's what it's called, the header on Twitter on your profile page. Look at that. Let me see. Oh, look at that. Oh, so that's a different artist. Yeah. Okay. You know? So there, there's a couple of them. So he's, one is his avatar. So yeah. 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 Avatar is that the yeah, graphics joker. joker? Yeah. Okay. And I don't know who did the the thing in the background, but Pete's that's pretty cool. Pete's when, so cool. When's he gonna wear our shirt? I don't know. I think holding it up was was cool. Um, <laughs> you know what it is? There's so many of them out there now, and I almost felt kind of cheesy. I, I've always kind of um, said that. Once something is done, we don't try to latch on to existing ideas. If there's already a Jeff McHitt's shirt out there, we're not going to make a Jeff McHitt shirt. But the polar thing, our submission process, not that everyone cares about this, it takes a long time. So we designed something in April right when this whole polar bear thing came out. It didn't get approved till like two weeks ago. Mm. So the guy that doesn't have a license with the league, the ones to just fire stuff out like I used to do before the license, it's quite easier for them to get things out there. But we couldn't not make our own take on a polar bear shirt. So that's why ours took a little bit. So um, It's a Jack's polar bear. I like it. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like a graphic stroker made like the nice the – nice, uh, cartoon looking uh, polar bear. We made the angry one that hits monster freaking home runs. Um, <laughs> let's talk about Calendar Gate. Did you get into Calendar Calendar Gate at all? We, I mean, just just what we spoke about briefly. Well, even Pete caught up on Calendar Gate well, this week. I read week about it yeah. because Monday was a complete shitstorm. Because as you might not know, for if you listen to this or watch right now, we made a calendar for four years: 12, 13, 14, yeah, twelve. 13, 14, and 15 of female fans who wanted to represent the Seven Line brand and show their Mets fandom. And it kind of ran its course. And uh, then we switched over when we became friends with Drea. And Drea started the calendars of just the group outings, as Lizzie knows. I'm talking to Lizzie like she doesn't know this. So I've been getting a lot of interest through uh, Instagram DMs and emails and people I meet at the games. This is, when are you going to bring this calendar girl thing back? And I kind of didn't really put much thought into it. But the amount of people that we've met because of the calendar that became great friends with us and we've watched them become friends with each other and whatever, there was so much positive uh, forces behind the calendar that I figured, why not bring it back? So we wouldn't get rid of the fan one. I love the fan one. And somebody actually even said in the comments, they really like the fan uh, calendar from our outings because it almost it's almost like a yearbook. You get to see where you were the year before and the That's collage of, of photos from, you know, we go to Atlanta, we go to Kansas City, wherever we go, mm-hmm. it's a great memory to, to look back on. That's what it's all about, right? Exactly. And they, like the, the calendar behind you here, that's a lot of photos from Miami last year in Arizona and you don't even necessarily have to pay attention to the bottom of the calendar with the months, with the days of the week or whatever. It's just a cool, cool thing to have. So the calendar idea, I, I don't think would be a really bad idea to bring back, but it got so much hate because um, not everyone feels that they really connect to that sort of calendar or they don't think it's fair that uh, not everyone is represented in a calendar. And, and that's not the idea behind it. So Drea hit me up and she said, if you are going to bring this back, let me be the photographer. And I said, all right, that's a great, great idea. So if we do bring it back, Drea will be, a, be the photographer. And uh, I said this to this, uh, said this to Pete on the way here. 
this thing is always and has always been open to everyone. If mm -hmm. you're a fan, you like the seven line, you like the Mets, we're not going to, you know, give you a background check to make sure you love the Mets as much as we do. We don't, you know, if you say you love the Mets, you love the Mets. And um, it goes up, there's a voting process and whoever gets the highest votes makes it in. So if you uh, are a female Mets fan or you um, identify as a female Mets fan, whatever you want, you want to be in the calendar, be in the calendar. And what the girls did in 2014, they brought upon a charity aspect to the calendar. So the girls picked different months where they would do charitable things and they would raise money for charities. So my idea for this, if we do bring the calendar back, I'm not saying we are yet, even though I got the blessing from Kelly, uh, <laughs> each girl can pick a specific charity that they want to raise money for dedicated to their month. We contact these charities. We put their logos on the calendar if they're, if they're okay with it. And at the end of the year, when we sell out, we divide the, the, the money evenly 12 ways and we donate to the 12 charities. The seven line makes nothing out of it. So it's just something to do because it's fun and it's a fun way to have a party. It's a fun way to bring more people involved with the brand. It's a fun way to see Tara and Khalees meet because of this. And now they're in each other's weddings or uh, Amanda Perla who just got married down in Florida and some members from the group went down there to, to see her get married. I think it's cool and it's fun and it brings people together. So if you hate that, fine. And, um, you know, when the, the news came out on Monday, now I'm talking myself into this now because no one else in the room has spoke for a few minutes now, but, um, when the news or the tweet went out on Monday, it wasn't even really like I was looking for feedback. I just wrote a thought like we've been getting interest and this is what we might do. Maybe we'll make two. And it was like the little thinking emoji face. And I was happy to see that the people who spoke up to say, no, don't do this about a dozen girls who have been in the calendar replied and said, I really loved this. This was a great way for me to get out of my comfort zone. I really had a great time doing this. I met so many people. It was such a positive thing in my life. And I think that the girls speaking up on their own behalf is really what should be the, the really important thing that comes from this. So maybe we'll do it. Maybe we won't. If you're watching this down, you want to be in it, hit me up and we'll talk about it. But What happened to the dad bod one? I, I want to do the dad bod one. Oh, oh, now you're into it here. I would do the dad. Well, I don't know if I should be in it because I, you know, I can't vote for myself. But I think that the the dad bod one. Yeah. If we can get a, a sponsor, for, the calendars are not cheap. If we can get a sponsor to help pay for the dad bod one, I will 100 percent make that one, and then we'll do another charity aspect to that. Donate to uh, I don't know some type of uh, colon cancer or prostate cancer. It was something where we can link in some type of charity for it but right when that came out i would be very happy out, to like uh you'll do contribute it? from like here up <laughs> well, that's not a dad so, bod. so get me neck up get me a bod give me a hot bod <laughs> right and then we do a little photoshopping right and i will provide this part but that's not a dad bod well, it will be because you should wear one of those aprons with like the I was looking at the comments. Shape dad bod. I mean, you well, because it came out the other day. Did you see? Make the, me look good. Did you see the thing the other day that came out about dad bods? Dad bods are now more preferred yeah. than the six pack ab. Yes. Did you hear about that? No. All right. So <laughs> I think that was just like the day after I was talking about this whole calendar thing. Um, yeah. Here we go. Dad bods are more attractive to women than rock hard abs is what a survey says. And, and, uh, the New York post reported that. So I replied dad bods of the seven army counter 2020. And I actually ran that study. I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah? let's, let's help out all the dad bods, all of our soft, mushy people that don't have time to get to the gym all the time. 
and the the post ran with it. I am it liking great. where this is you going. Know, sometimes <laughs> you got to make things work for you. So if I can't have the attractive body, I'll make the study. I said the same thing. My body attractive. Because I was getting a lot of replies for this. I'm like, oh, I'll do it. I'm like, you're not even a dad. So I'm like, in order to have a dad body, you got to be a dad. Otherwise, you're just soft. So like, so you know, now that you're a dad, the, the soft kind of body works. calendar. So whatever. This whole calendar thing is so silly. If you don't like it. Uh, you don't have to. I'm not asking for you to like it. But a lot of replies were saying that the amount of people who are talking shit on it or just don't agree on it are the people that just try to find reasons to hate on anything we do anyway. And, um, you know, those aren't necessarily the people that we're trying to attract. So if you hate us, you hate the seven line, you don't like the calendar, I'm not asking you to. But uh, if you do, then it might be coming back. So what's your thoughts? Do you think we should bring it back? Did you, you always had fun with it? Yeah, I I never had a problem with it. I'm trying to talk you. You tell me that you hate it. I don't care. Like, no, no, no. I, you know, it was a lot of work. We put a lot of work into it with the shoots and the this and the that and you know, makeup and hair and and doing all that. But I, I had fun. I had no problem with it. I didn't think it was sexist or whatever. It was a good time. Me either. So we'll see. And you know, another thing, it's uh, I like that the girls spoke up about it because we've never asked any of the forty-eight girls to do anything they weren't comfortable with. Never. And uh, Mies replied, you know, she works out of school, and she's like, I wore a, I wore a V-neck shirt and shorts. I wear that to a game. Yeah. So you know, it's you can decide to dress it up however you however you want. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, next year's away games. So it's already time to talk about next year because. The calendar is going to flip to July soon, and then uh, August, I believe, is when the schedule comes out. So I put yeah. this up yesterday about where we might go next year, because they're playing the AL West again. We were in Seattle a couple years ago, so if it ends up being a weekend series in Seattle again, we will not be going back. But so I guess you're a fan of interleague play, because you're already like locking in. Because like, oh, we have no place cool else to place go. place we could go. You don't have, uh, After this, we only, have, we only have the Dodgers. That's it. Really? We've been everywhere. Mm. So not that we, we've done some repeats. We've been to D.C. every year now. I think we're going to skip D.C. next year, to be honest. I think we have to build the excitement back up. So in 2020, we probably won't be going back to D.C. But Max Scherzer, black eye, that's not doing it? That's not nah, you know what it is? It's like the, you know, we're in fourth place. Nationals are in third place. Bryce Harper's off the team. The Mets are kind of stinking. And, you know, if we can get the juice back up to where these teams are at each other's necks again, yeah. then, uh, you know, it'll be a little bit more juice behind the games. But, yeah, so next year – put up a poll i actually voted for houston because uh the outing got canceled two years ago due to the hurricane down hurricane there Hurricane harvey came in oh it was harvey yep they, they ended up playing the game anyway so the the outing necessarily wasn't it wasn't really canceled people still went they still wore the shirts but the astros were cool enough to give refunds for fans that couldn't make it so it was a lot of work but we took care of it in like two days uh to give refunds if you couldn't oh. make it that was so much work. And then a lot of people actually <laughs> just said, you know, let them keep it and donate it towards the uh, the fund that oh, the Astros great. are putting together. So a lot and of money. J.J. Watt had the yeah, yeah. charitable. Absolutely. Um, you know, raising. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, if it's if it's Houston next year, I would love to go back. And uh, the Rangers are getting a new ballpark next year, too. So that only got 14% of the vote. And no one wants to go to Oakland. That only got 11% of the vote. So uh, Pete's mic is too low. I could have just said it. Pete. Get close to the mic. All right. Sorry about that. <laughs> All right. So uh, that's that's the verdict there. A couple thousand votes. Uh, as far as the people who voted, they want to go to Houston next year if that happens. So as soon as the schedule comes out, I'll definitely let you guys know. The, uh, the only ballpark to hit after this year in the National League is L.A. And we did talk about this with, with those Pantone guys out there, guys and gals. I think that we should, if you don't know what that is, it's a fan group out in L.A. called Pantone, whatever the color is. 
294, 296, something, the, the color of blue, the shade of blue. I think we should have a joint tailgate party. So uh, we have a good time out there in the ballpark and then go in and uh, cheer our heads off. Uh, against each other. So give us a call, 631-388-5095. If you want this Brandon Nimmo bo uh, bobblehead, if you want this Brandon Nimmo garden gnome, share the show right now, and you'll be put in the running to win at the end of the program. The thing with the garden gnome is he won't actually scare anything away from your gnome, but he will be so friendly and nice to them <laughs> that they will feel guilty about possibly taking your tomatoes. That's the way the Brandon Nimmo garden gnome operates. And the, you guys were saying the commercial was a little freaky, right? Yeah, totally. Like a little green the, screen? Why is that freaky? Like Conan O'Brien used to do that back yeah. in the day where they would have the politicians and the Hole in the mouth, and that's where they'd talk through. I didn't think it was. What was creepy. that thing in the I year? It was was it the year two thousand? In a year two thousand. Oh yeah. oh yeah, that was the best. That was like the great <laughs> Conan years. Twelve thirty. Year two thousand. <laughs> Is that how it went? With that the flashlight it. on the face. That was it. You turn the lights off in the room. Uh, Danny, who's looking at us, has no idea what the hell. And they kept about. doing it even after the yeah, year yeah, two thousand yeah. passed. That's great. Absolutely great. So, uh, so Danny started a podcast. What's it called? Talk and Puck. Talk and Puck. Talk and Puck. Talk and Puck. Yeah. So you talk about hockey pucks. Is that what it's about? <laughs> so uh, last night, Leonard comes out and addresses his mental state. Was it something like that? Well, he the, won goaltender of the year. Yeah. No, so. he won. Um, so he won the award for like overcome like perseverance. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, so it was perseverance. Who won the Vesna? Uh, Andre Vasilevsky. Yeah. Look at that. We got our own little guy back here. Knows well, he everything. better know. He's got the podcast it's now. Great. Talking puck. <laughs> so talking puck. Finally, I've been telling this guy for a year. He's worked here. He said he does his his high school radio show. Why don't you guys just start a podcast? He's like, I don't really know how. Just press record and put it on iTunes, man. Uh, give us a shout. 631-388-5195. We've got a little bit more to cover before the end of the show. Catch Pete tonight on S&Y. Uh, he's looking very spiffy, making me drink alone again. I uh, know. I'm like three weeks behind now, and I keep just adding him on. So I'm going to miss next week because I'll be out of town. And then when I come back, what am I up to? Like five beers now? Yeah, you gotta you get smashed that first yes! July first, oh, no. and you're gonna be shot too because you're getting back from Florida. Then you're working at the fan or something that weekend, right? Yeah, it's okay. I you know I got a schedule there, but uh, I'll save it for the tailgate. Ja oh, the 29th? Are you coming Man, to that? Thanks. No, uh, yeah, ja July second. July second. Right? Tuesday, July second. The Brody game. That's Yanks, baby. Man. Yeah. This is going to be interesting. Yes, it will. And Brody, he's had to speak today after Island is canned and, and the changes keep on going. And He says, we have full faith mm. in Mickey Calloway and to build the pieces around him to succeed. He's still very optimistic about a group that has not put it together. You know, something else to keep an eye on here is Island gets canned. There were some reports, I forget which beat reporter might have had this, but I feel like it might have been a couple of them, that there's some whispers that the pitching staff is not thrilled with Wilson no. Ramos. Oh, okay. And we've seen that with Jacob deGrom. He's had far more success with Tomas Nito than with Ramos. So I, I think this is another thing just kind of keep an eye on. Again, it's a lot easier to change the coaching staff than it is to try to move on from Ramos. So you just gave a three-year deal to worth, uh, you know, eight figures. And, you know, meanwhile, you have a pitching coach who's a little easier to show the door to and try to shift it up. But that's just – the whole thing is bizarre. And 82 years old, Phil Regan, now he's going to be the pitching coach for this team. The guy who pitched with Sandy Koufax, I mean – 
Uh, yeah, I saw a tweet here. He's I, a lifer, and, and he's you know a terrific coach, and he's well liked by uh, everything you see here. But that is a that's a, that's a change. Yeah, Ricky Bonus is back. Yeah. Yes, this guy Vince uh, Ruggiero. Bullpen. He wrote uh, so Brody brings so Brody brings in Ricky Bones or Bonus and Phil Regan, otherwise known as Bones and Old Bones. So that's a pretty good tweet there. Uh, let's hit the phones. We got John in New York. What's up, John? Hey, how you guys doing? We're doing all right. So, I'm just, well, ask you guys what. Uh, uh. All right, so we lost the connection <laughs> on the phone, unfortunately. But we do have a, a call screener, right? Lizzie, you had a chance to, to yep. talk with John? Yes. What, what did, uh, uh, yeah. John wanted to know why Ligaris is still in the lineup. Pete? Well, he plays defense, at least. <laughs> He's not as great as he was, but you have a team where nobody plays defense. In left field, every night, it is a player to shoehorn there out of position because the Mets are trying to get some extra offense, whether it be McNeil, Dom Smith, J.D. Davis. They're all not naturally left fielders. So if you're going to have somebody in center who's not a center fielder, and you're faking it in all these spots in the outfield. We've seen how the bad defense has affected this team. You saw it last night. You saw Matt's basically implode after a routine fly ball isn't caught because J.D. Davis isn't accustomed to being out there, doesn't get a good jump on the ball, and just isn't fast enough to cover a lot of ground in left field. So that's why Juan Lagares is still in the lineup, still getting time. Especially, I didn't see the lineup tonight if uh, Lagares is in it, but I imagine that he is, as we talked about, a pitcher in Lockett making his Mets debut, and a guy who pitches to a lot of contact. So you need to have your better defenders out there helping out. So I would I would hope that Ligaris is in the lineup tonight. I think that's the way to go. And sometimes <laughs> you're going to have to – you have to go defense first somewhere. But this is the problem with the Mets team and the way it's built. And a lot of it lingers from Sandy Alderson, but some of it you could put on Brody Van Wagen. And is you don't have baseball players. You don't have guys – who are at least average both offensively and defensively. Everybody's a specialist in some way, and so you can't put together a, a full roster. You need to have, like, five ball players, and then you can mix and match with specialists elsewhere, right? Like the 69 Mets platoon, the 86 Mets platoon. We see how it can work. You could go defense first and center field late in the game when you have the lead, but if you're mixing and matching at almost every position – you're always going to have a problem area somewhere, and that's where this Mets team is. I, it's why they're not good enough, why it's a different thing every day, because they don't have enough players that do a little bit of everything. And it's McNeil, Gomez, and Conforto left to right tonight in the outfield. So. Well, Gomez, at least, he's a center fielder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I'm I'm okay with that. Uh, I understand the frustration with Ligaris. I He hasn't hit a lick. This year, my goodness. I remember Terry Collins used to say always, this guy's going to hit at the big league level. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. And Ligaris had a lot of injuries over the years, but he has never hit consistently. I think he had one year where he played limited games and hit over 300. But, um, you know, and this year he's been healthy. Yeah, you know, that yeah. was always the bugaboo over the last few seasons. This guy can't stay on the field. Now he has. The defense is good, not great. The offense is lacking in a big way. And, you know, again, he's kind of a diamond dozen on this roster where you have so many guys that only do one good thing. So we are going to get to what's in the box. Lizzie's taking the call now. Um, while we wait for that, I want to let you guys in on a little info about next weekend. 
again, it is the 1969 reunion out at the ballpark. If you happen to be going on Friday, they're doing, I believe, the um, some uh, jersey giveaway. And then Saturday is a pennant and the ceremony before the game. And I don't know what they're doing on Sunday, but we are tailgating on Saturday. So it's our 100th outing out at the ballpark. Hopefully we have, uh, you know, some more good things to cheer about between now and then. Hopefully the Mets don't get uh, completely destroyed when they go to play uh, the Phillies next week because they, they got a, a set with them after the, the Cubs series this weekend. So 100th outing next week and at the ballpark, it is a 4.10 p.m. start. So we're going to be out there nice and early in the marina lot. If you don't want to worry about bringing your own setup, Chef Cass is back on the set. He will be in the tailgate lot with a gigantic feast. And all he asks is if you uh, want to eat, chip in a little bit. His Venmo and PayPal is open. He goes and shops prior to the outing, and um, he takes the pot, orders and picks up everything he needs for the game, and anything left over, he moves to the to the following game. Uh, so, he doesn't have my favorite meat on there. What do you like to eat? What's your favorite? Uh, I, was joking. I know, another, I know. He's got everything on there. Is there another meat that uh, is not uh, He's on got there? burgers, dogs, <laughs> kielbasa, cheddarwurst, ribs, pork tenderloin, sausage oh, and pepper, gosh. ziti, pasta pe- primavera, eggplant parm, chicken marsala, barbecue chicken. He, he, he does it big. So, oh, you guys are talking gosh, about Cass? Is yeah. that what's happening? Yeah, okay. absolutely. So come and hang out with us. Even if you're not cheering with us that day, uh, if you've been a part of any of the outings in the past, you will in the future or whatever. We, we really just want to have a really fun time out there. So come on down to the Marina Lot next Saturday, June 29th for the outing at City Field. So we are and now it's time going for to get everybody's to everybody's favorite game. What's in the box? Presented by Lumberland.com. All right, we got Nick and Flushing. What's up, Nick? What's up, How are you? What's up, Pete? What's going on, Nick? You ready? You feeling yeah. good? I'm ready to go. I want good reasoning why you pick whatever box you decide to select, whatever number you select here. I want <laughs> tremendous reasoning on this. So, Nick. No shots in the dark. We got a new batch of mugs in from Lumberland, and one of them back there, but they're both awesome, but one of them is really unbelievable. I actually brought it into Lizzie's office when we got the package, so hopefully you win that one. So the option is one, two, three, or four. One and uh, one and two, three and four. So two are uh, mugs and two are gift cards. What do you want? Um, I'll pick number three. Why are you picking number three? Why are you picking number three, Nick? <laughs> Um, Demand to know. You can't pick at random. It's got to have a reason. Because <laughs> uh, it's, it's a NASCAR driver, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Oh, okay. Dale Earnhardt. All right, there you go. So let's see what number three is. Dale uh, It's a gift card? Mm, yes. Dale uh, Earnhardt won you a gift card. All right, that's still a good one. All Yay. right. $60. 60 bucks. 60 bucks. That's awesome. Hell yeah. Good deal. Uh, that's cool. for Lumberland. All right, Nick, so we got your info? Yeah, he's going to email it right now. All right, cool, Nick. Congrats. All right, thank you. Have a good one. You too. Dale Earnhardt, get it done, baby. 60 bucks. So there's one over there. Well, maybe we're well, not going to actually show it off until someone wins it, but it's incredible. So head on over to Lumberland.com for all you guys that haven't won yet on Orange and Blue thing and uh, pick up a bat mug because they're freaking awesome. Lumberland.com, your home for the bat mugs. They got the pennant series. They got the custom mugs. So if you got a... Uh, Special event coming up. I know Father's Day just passed, but if you got a bridal party or bachelor party, whatever you want to do, whatever you want to make, they can get it done for you. And they also have the deal with the MLBPA. So they got the roster edition. They got your favorite players. I know that they are going to be sending us 
a Vargas mug, and I think I have to keep that one. <laughs> I want to keep it. I don't know. I know that that's going to be something that's going to be hot on the streets for uh, our boy Rally Man, but I think I want the Peter Lo- I want, I want the uh, Jason Vargas mug for myself. So head on over to Lumberland.com, and don't forget to use our special promo code OABT for 15% off your order. Lumberland is awesome, and uh, we can't thank them enough for sponsoring the little program here. So What a turnaround for Vargas, huh? I know, right? Yeah, you want his name on a mug. Did you hear his uh, his uh, comments today after the Island News? Well, I know he and Island were together in Kansas City. Very strong and relationship. Island really pushed for Vargas to be signed by the Mets, and so you can imagine there's uh, there's a relationship yeah, between yeah. those two. He said he's the guy that's responsible for helping me turn this around. He's the only reason I'm here, and um, you know, at the end of the year when Jason Vargas wins his uh, Cy Young, we have to. Give a little uh, champagne to Dave Island for turning his season around. So give a little share right now. We are going to do the contest and then get Pete back on a train because he's pulling triple duty. Catch him on SNY tonight. Uh, And that's it. Then we're going to call this a show. So thanks for watching us on Thursdays. It's been a fun time here on uh, Orange and Blue thing on Thursdays. We are switching to Mondays. So catch us Monday at 1 o'clock. And then every Monday thereafter for all of July and August. And we're going to switch back to Thursdays in September. Looking at the Mets schedule, they are off pretty much every Monday this summer. So we are going to turn the show into more of a little bit of a recap on Mondays. And uh, it's going to be a fun time. So, Lizzie, let me know when you're ready. You'll take care of the share as usual Um, on the FB. uh, Shouty said that we should make a What's in the Box (laughs) t-shirt. That would be a little weird. Funny, irrelevant, but funny. Does she know about the What's in the Box? Does she know anything about that? I don't know. All right, so maybe not that one. Shouty, do you know anything about the thing <laughs> in the box? Um, okay. All right. Um, number two thing that I want to say is today's my mom's birthday. So happy birthday, happy mom. Happy birthday. birthday. We love you. Happy birthday. She's the best. All she right. She is the best. Let me know when you're ready. I'm ready. So I've got a train to catch you. Oh, sorry. Ready? Oh, stop. <laughs> uh, Lisa Beeman. All right, Lisa. You win Lisa a Beeman. Brandon Nimmo. Ooh, she's friends with cowbell man how about that and speaking of these uh different men that uh you know are staples at the ballpark the thumbs down guy says he almost died oh yeah i know I, I read i read that yeah so there's a gofundme <laughs> if you want to go check it check that out it's on the seven lines website i actually thought it was i thought it was fake i had to email the thumbs down guy so this guy used to stop by all the time but uh, i wasn't sure because the details the were he had a baseball card of he has a bobblehead down yeah but he i wasn't sh- bobblehead yeah i don't know who makes it but there's Jeez. a bobblehead but i wasn't sure the details on the gofundme are a little sketchy and uh i wrote something about it online and some people were like well we saw him at the game two days ago it seemed like he's fine i'm like well i'm not gonna you know assume what's up with this guy's medical yeah, well, it's but a, he's having some issues yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Bills because of the, the yeah, yeah, medical yeah. bills and things like so that. uh thumbs down guy needs your help if you want to head on over to the site uh i put a blog post up with the gofundme link if you want to read about it so good luck gary let me know when to stop here no stop all uh, right david woodward Make sure they let's see he has not won before yeah. he has not you win the bobble or the gnome. All right, cool. All right, guys. So, uh, safe flight tomorrow, Mr. Pete. Thank you. Yeah. Well, uh, have fun tonight. Report how that goes. Doing triple duty. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know what? Take a deep breath. It's going to be a long day. <laughs> <All> <laughs> it's <right>. going <laughs> to. I'll get some sleep tonight. 
Hopefully no some uh, exploding diapers on the plane mm. and you guys have it nice and easy. So, uh, no, seriously, enjoy enjoy your time down there, and I'll see you when you get back. And uh, thanks to Lizzie, thanks to Danny, thanks to the callers, thanks to the sharers out there. And uh, if you're in Chicago, give a middle finger to the Cubs for me. All right, guys, see you later. <laughs> there you go.